nations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, May 6, 2015, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Global Catastrophic Failure. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. Lord God, we know that this broadcast is brought to you, brought to the world by your Holy Spirit, by the power, anointing, and working of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we ask that you would just have your way in this place today to do that which you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to set forth the word from the mouth of God to the ears of man. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our Savior. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit, every spirit of lust, control, and pride, and wickedness, and demonic activity, and antichrist, and lying, deceiving spirits, be bound this very hour in the name, the word, and the blood of the Lord, and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ, we command it, and we call it done, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another captivating episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. My friends, today as we begin our broadcast, let me just say that we have many heavy-duty topics to touch upon from a, from a prophetic point of view, that the Lord God desires play a prominent role in the vanguard or forefront of our daily thoughts. With that said, the first thing that we must understand is just what the term 
catastrophic failure actually means. A catastrophic failure, according to Wikipedia, is a sudden and total failure from which recovery is impossible. Catastrophic failures often lead to cascading systems failure. The term is most commonly used for structural failures, but has often been extended to many other disciplines where total and irrecoverable loss occurs. Moving forward, the word global, in this particular case, refers to worldwide, of which when arranged with the term catastrophic failure, translates into a sudden global catastrophic failure, consisting of an event or set of events from which recovery is impossible and produces a cascading total systems failure of which total and irrecoverable loss occurs. My friends, the world, the world at large is headed for the zero hour. And we who are living here in the last hours of America as we have known it, are soon to see many things of which there will be no answer or cure for. With that said, in just a moment, I would like to share a piece with you by a gentleman named Nathan Liel of the Watchman's Cry Ministry. But just before we delve into that, there are a couple of other things that I would like to make you aware of of which we will hopefully have time further to explore later in today's broadcast. The first thing that I would like to make you aware of, so that as time moves on, you will understand what is taking place and is what we will call a global financial buzzword, which is the word bail-in or bail-ins. In 2008, the government provided via us, the taxpayer, or in other words, all of us at large, my friends, what were called bailouts to prop up the too-big-to-fail banks to keep them afloat. But in the soon-coming crash of everything, the the word of the day, my friends, will become bail-in or bail-ins, of which will consist of the government, listen up, my friends, stealing your money right out of the bank due to the fact that when you have your money in the bank, you're no longer a depositor or saver, shall we say. You are considered and become a creditor of the bank meaning that you are now a person that the bank owes money to. More on that later. The second thing that I would like to bring to your attention is the fact that by all indicators, as presented by the world's top economist, we here in the United States will more likely than not soon be facing a bond market crash of mammoth proportions and are already seeing what can be called a move 
into negative interest territory. Bud Conrad, chief economist for KC Research, in a recent article titled The Coming Crash in the Bond Market, had this to say about the situation when he made the following statement at the beginning of his article, of which was, quote, In my contention, the 70-year debt super cycle has come to an end. My friends, if you go back a ways, I did a show called America and the Number 70, and I said that America had lived 70 years in freedom and sumptuousness, and Israel has suffered for 70 years and also was in 70 years of captivity in Babylon. My friends, things are changing for America, Israel, and the world at large. He went on to say, to put the current financial situation in perspective, here's a long-term history of the debt-to-GDP ratio, which reached a record high at the beginning of the current crisis. It was a dramatic change in 2009, unlike anything seen since the aftermath of the Great Depression, says Mr. Conrad of which just happens to be the perfect segue, my friends, into the piece which I mentioned earlier that I would like to share with you by Mr. Nathan Liel of Watchman's Cry Ministry, which is titled, America's Coming Super Depression, dated November 29th, 2009, of which is thusly set forth. Over the last several months, I have been wrestling with prophetic warning that I received from God. This warning is not light, is not one to be taken lightly, Mr. Liel says. Everyone that is reading this prophetic alert needs to prepare themselves and their family and their families for very hard events that are approaching. The warning of God always begins with a trumpet sound. And by the leading of the Holy Spirit, Mr. Liel says, I am sounding an alarm. He continues by saying, if you reside within the borders of the U.S., what is coming concerns you. If you reside outside of the borders, you will also feel the residual effects of what is coming. America is going to face the incredible torrent of a dollar crisis. How bad will it be? Bad enough to forever change the landscape of the United States. What is coming will not be a mere correction in the market, but instead will be at the level of currency extinction. As Americans, we are all facing a tsunami of economic destruction. The U.S. dollar is going to collapse, says Mr. Liel by way of the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. As a result, the one strong middle class, the once strong middle class is going to be slaughtered and replaced with a new type of lifestyle. The rest of the world calls this lifestyle third world living. When the financial superstorm arrives, 
the administration will no longer be able to lie to the public and say, quote, all is well and recovery has begun. It will be difficult for the media to successfully tell the general public that things are okay when the people are starving and eating out of garbage dumpsters. In early 2009, Mr. Leal says, I had a prophetic dream. He then continues by saying, in it, I was speaking to a financial expert who told me that in mid-August of 2010, wheels would be... wheels would be put into motion to abandon the U.S. dollar. And after this happened, everything was going to change. Mr. Liel then states, I kept the dream to myself and prayed and sought the Lord about it. Finally, God answered my prayers. And on August 15th, 2009, I had another prophetic dream. In this dream, Mr. Liel says, I found myself at a shopping mall. Now listen up, my friends. Didn't I tell you about the dream that my daughter kept having, recurring dream about being like a concentration camp or an internment camp in a, in a, a shopping mall? Okay, Mr. Liel says, I was hungry, so I decided to go to the food court to eat. Where I, When I arrived there, all of the restaurants were closed and out of business except for one. It had a sign called School Cafeteria. Many people were in the line to eat. I remember saying to myself, well, this will be good. School food is cheap. I assumed that the meal would be about $2. The restaurant did resemble a school cafeteria. The ladies serving the food were school cafeteria workers. As I ordered my food, there was only one choice. For a meal, it was a slab of processed chicken with some mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, and a few green beans. I took the plate of food to the cashier, who said, "That will be thirty dollars." Thirty dollars, I protested. Mister Leal said, and then continues by saying, "I'm not going to pay that." I left the food and walked away. As I left the mall, a restaurant appeared in front of me. It was a Chinese restaurant. I walked toward it. There was a waiter standing outside the restaurant showing everybody his menu. The waiter was Chinese. I walked up to him and said, quote, I just want coffee. How much is a plain cup of coffee? The Chinese waiter pointed to his menu, which read, coffee, $10. Again, I was shocked and angry that it cost so much money. So I walked away, and the dream ended. In the third dream, again, I was hungry and was in the cafeteria of an actual school. All of the other people in line were adults. I did not see any children. As I asked the cashier, what's the special? She said, it's Thanksgiving dinner. It is five meals for $99. Mr. Liel then states, I shouted five for $99. That's $20 each. She said, yes. And if you want it for the price, if you want it for that price, you need five people in your group. Again, I protested. The dream was over. 
Mr. Liel, moving forward, then says, after I had the third dream, I began to realize that these three dreams actually went together. So I began seeking God over many days of prayer. Finally, God answered. Mr. Liel then then says, this is the message that God revealed through the Holy Spirit on October 14th, 2009. Quote, In the days ahead, a secret meeting is going to take place somewhere in the world. The participants of this meeting will decide that they are going to abandon the U.S. dollar. And the target date that they would decide to begin abandoning the dollar would be what you heard in the first dream, mid-August of 2010. At this point, Mr. Liel states, I need to be very clear. My prophetic dream did not say that in mid-August of 2010, the dollar would collapse. What it did say was that in mid-August of 2010, the wheels would be put into motion to begin abandoning the dollar. After that, everything was going to change. In my first dream, I heard that word, change. When these wheels are put into motion, I do not know if they will be announced to the news media. It is extremely possible that all of these events are going to take place behind the scenes. Therefore, it may be difficult to track them. God did not tell me if this news would be made public. A lot of things have happened from that time to this time, my friends. And what he's described here was made public. Continuing on with his current piece, he goes on to say, during the second, during the coming super depression, one of the sources of food will be provided by government soup kitchens, hence the school cafeteria feeding adults. Another big player in the coming dollar collapse will be China. That is why a Chinese restaurant was in my dream. Another food source will be the smiling Chinese, but it will come with a hefty price. Those meals I was shown saw increases of 500 to 1,000 percent. Mr. Liel then says, I asked the Lord, how bad is it going to be? After several more hours of prayer, I actually saw the picture of what is coming. What I heard was very, very disturbing, says Mr. Liel. The Holy Spirit whispered to me, Lamentations is coming to America. Of which at this point, my friends, Mr. Liel appears to be addressing someone named Elaine when he further states, quote, He also, meaning the Holy Spirit, spoke this same word to David Wilkerson, who was a very well-known pastor who passed away in 2011. Mr. Leal, once again moving forward, then says, I was told that the things that are written in the Old Testament book of Lamentations would happen in America's future. When I read it, he said, quote, when you see the word, when you see the word Jerusalem, substitute the word for America, substitute the word America as you read it. Not to rewrite scriptures, but instead to get a picture of how things are going to look in our future. 
I was overwhelmed with what I read. It was the Holy Spirit that had directed him to replace for just for the purpose of understanding the word Jerusalem throughout the writings of Lamentations, replace the word Jerusalem with the word America so that he would understand what was going to be coming to America, my friends. In no way is America replacing Jerusalem for anything. Mr. Liel, of whom then continues by saying Lamentations is Jeremiah's diary of what he saw when Jerusalem was invaded. Now, this would be talking about the time of the... Of the um, the Jewish captivity into Babylon, my friends. Jeremiah and Ezekiel uh, and many of the other prophets had, uh, and Isaiah had tirelessly warned the people that this 70 years of captivity was coming and that it was being ordained and allowed by God because the people of Israel had forgotten God. Does that sound familiar, my friends? Lamentations is... Uh, Jeremiah's diary of what he saw when Jerusalem was invaded. As he wrote his report, he was overwhelmed with tears, heartache, grief, and sorrow. His words painted a picture of something that is only witnessed in nightmares. Mr. Liel continues by stating that he, in reference to Jeremiah, saw people he knew and loved starving to death in the streets. He witnessed the death of children that he had held in his arms as swaddling babies. He witnessed an economy that was destroyed and failed money. Only people willing to trade their valuables were able to get bread. Mr. Liel further states, he, there again in reference to Jeremiah, saw people who were once rich reduced to begging in the streets. He saw all of the wealth of the city looted by foreigners. Mr. Liel states that these five chapters describe the judgment of God. My friends, do you remember the first broadcast of 2015 for this Streams in the Desert Live broadcast? It was to tell you that the Lord has mandated that the year 2015 is the year of judgment. Mr. Liel states that these five chapters describe the judgment of God, and soon these same events will visit the land of America. From coast to coast, he says, the fall of America's economy will be evident. Restaurants, stores, and shopping malls will become abandoned buildings with broken windows and in despair. At this point, Mr. Liel answers the question of why? Because America's cup of iniquity is full. God is holding the cup in his hand, and it is boiling. The voices of God's messengers have been warning for years that she needs to repent. Instead, she went to the other way. In her arrogance, she has boasted that she does not need God or his commandments. Her judgments have proclaimed that freedom to do what thou will is nobler than thy will be done. 
The blood of her innocent ones flows through her sewers. They cry out from the ground and also from her cosmetics and vaccines. Therefore, coming soon to America, Mr. Liel states, are the things written by Jeremiah in Lamentations. Spiritual endurance, he says, will be the key to survival. My friends, if you're not filled to overflowing with the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, which only comes by first being saved by the blood of Jesus, by asking the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins and start living a life becoming as a Christian, get rid of your smut, get rid of all your secret sins, start to live as the pages of the New Testament of the Bible requires us to. God is not without requirement. My friends, God loves unconditionally, and people are always talking about the love of God. But do not forget that God is a God of judgment as well, and he loves judgment. His word says so. Because he loves bringing that to those who will not obey him. For remember, my friends, as I've said many, many times before, God is the one who gives you your every breath. And you are mocking him, and you are spitting in his face, and you are shaming him with your shameful behavior and lifestyles of all sorts when you do not walk with his one and only begotten son who shed his precious and holy blood and took your place upon the cross of Calvary so that you may have eternal life if you would turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. With that said, my friends, Mr. Liel says spiritual endurance will be the key to survival. What is coming is not a curse. It is a chastisement, or in other words, a punishment. And yes, it will also be painful. In many, many ways, my friends, it will be. Mr. Liel continues by saying, but through the coming events of hardship, Many of God's people are going to discover, says Mr. Liel, their faith in God. He says they will realize that the path that lies ahead will be an opportunity to minister to the weak as they themselves are also being purged. As Mr. Liel begins to close this God-ordained peace, He urges that the time to prepare for these things is now. He says that the spiritual bank account needs to have some deposits now. Your bank account needs, your bank account of prayer needs to have some deposits. Your knowledge of the word of God needs to be increased. If you are rich or famous, Know that the storm is not going to play favorites. The only thing that will save any of us is a humble repentance to the Lord God, our creator. As I, my friends, me, Pastor Dana, will say that it is high time and way past time, as Mr. Liel puts it. Get ready. Get your spiritual house in order. Surrender your life to God in repentance and in humble favor in his sight. Many who call themselves Christians today 
are living a life full of secret sins, states Mr. Liel, who goes on to say that entire families should be challenged to repent. He is well as I say that we need to pray with our children, or at least pray for them. After a season, Mr. Leal says, of repentance, seek the Lord about any practical measures he would have you to do. Mr. Leal as well says, if possible, pay off your car or buy a cheap car so that as so as to get out of debt. If your job, if job loss, he says, is in your future, you do not want to be worried about a car payment or any other kind of extended payments, my friends. Furthermore, he states that if you have a savings or retirement fund, take time to educate yourself on the preserving of your wealth. When the dollar starts losing its value, people who have their money in savings accounts will see the buying power of their dollars diminish. Mr. Leal, as well, is of the opinion that one should hedge the value of your money now by converting it to gold or silver, bullion, or other currency. He says, you may need to get advice from qualified people, but only those who understand that the dollar is going to crash. For Mr. Liel further states, of which I am in full agreement with, those who do not know what is coming will steer you wrong, not only in the matters of money, my friends, but in every aspect of life. Do not be left behind because you are blind and you are following the blind. Mr. Liel ends with a prompt to take the time to educate yourself now on the science or skills of preparation. He suggests that you can research topics on the Internet, read Christian forums, of which I say be very wary of, um, and by all means, get started now, he says, if you have not already, and ends his piece by saying, Find the mercy of God, my friends. Do it now. And my friends, he said this in 2009. And on that important note, I'll be right back after the break to fill you in on some more urgent prophetic breaking news. Harvest for the days are few 
song people get ready does that sound familiar my friends isn't that what i'm here telling you every week get ready my friends the lord jesus christ is on his way soon we will be separated right from left the goats to the left and the sheep to the right soon the goats will hear my friends depart from me i know you not for all eternity my friends do not find yourself left behind be ready watching and waiting for jesus's imminent Return in the rapture as things grow darker and darker. At an appointed time, he will break the eastern sky to receive those who have faithfully walked with him and to are faithfully walking with him. And the rest of the world will not know until after the time of great tribulation has taken place. And we return once again with the Lord Jesus Christ in, in the, what is called the second coming of Christ. My friends, in light of the fact that this coming weekend is the celebration of Mother's Day, I would as well like to celebrate the 50th year anniversary of the giving of an end-time prophecy audibly spoken along with a vision by the mouth of the Holy Ghost, from the trump of God, to my dearly departed mother, who is now graduated to heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ and will be with him forevermore. My friends, the Holy Ghost, by way of the trump of God, spoke to my mother, Reverend Lois Baker Williams, on Mother's Day, of which was pinned by her 
and set forth this thusly, my friends. An end-time prophecy audibly spoken along with a vision by the mouth of the Holy Spirit from the trump of God, given to me, that would be Reverend Lois Baker Williams, by the Holy Ghost, spoken in the form and fashion of the King James Version of the Bible, my friends, she makes note of, Mother's Day, May 9th, 1965. Along with the prophecy, vision, the Lord gave me an extra blessing, she says. He did this by fulfilling his prophecy in Joel 2.28, where it is said, my friends, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I, meaning the Lord God, will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. On to the prophecy, my friends. The words you are about to hear are directly from heaven. Yea, I say unto thee, thou, my child, fear not, for I am the Lord thy God. I call thee to high places to reign with me forever and ever. The time cometh soon when all will be caught up into the judgment. I call you, I call your name and you listen. I speaketh and thou hearest me. Speaketh thou my name and call an assembly. My name must be known to all before I come. Hear me when I speak. I am the Lord thy God. I lie not. My spirit is taking leave swiftly. Light is fading. Dimmer and dimmer groweth the way. Look straight ahead. Conquer the passage. Blind men fail to see. Cast thine eyes upon me and flicker them not. For in a moment's time I will be gone. Be quiet, my child. Thou art mine. Thou hearest me and listen. I am the God of heaven and of earth and of all living things. I faileth not. The world is aflame with destruction. Thy spirit is torn and afraid, but thou art like unto a willow that boweth with the wind. Thou shalt not break, thou only boweth thy head in sorrow and weepest from thy soul. I hear the mourns of thy soul grow deeper and deeper, free from bondage, thou art mine. I call thee into a flame that is burneth with fire and brimstone, to take and avenge the dead. I calleth thee to speak my name. Let it be known that I am the Lord thy God. Pray, weep, and mourn the dead and slumbering. Turn their deaf ears to me. Suddenly they will come alive, no more to die. I say unto thee, thou art my child. Speaketh thou my name. Many are they that will hear thee. Wherever thou art, thou canst hear my name. I am thine, thou art mine. Come unto me. The time is near and hasteneth greatly. Yea, the time is even at your door when I shall come. 
ye see the signs of the Spirit taking leave, and a false spirit is taking its place. Walk upright, straight forward, turn not to the left or to the right, for I am the Lord thy God, Almighty. I giveth life where there is death, I calleth to my own, the world heareth me not. In vain I have tried to be a fair God and honest one to all, but with their rejections they have scorned me. Indeed, I come quick. I indeed, indeed, I come quickly. The staff is in my hand; the wicked I shall lay at my feet. I call thee greatly from the mount. Search and find me. I am in high places. Momentarily, I dwell in thy heart. Soon I shall be gone from the earth, as the speed of lightning. Ye will not see whether I goeth or from whence I cometh. I am the Lord thy God, who dwelleth in the heavens. Earth holds no charm for me. Yea, I saith unto thee, Go ye and speak my name. Tarry not, for the sun is going down. And darkness shall cover the earth. I have no rest, for the time is near. Preparations are being made to appear before the face of the earth. I call to my own, and they hear me. Hasten greatly, fear and tremble. For it is true, speak my name, call upon me. I am the Lord thy God. Carnal things will pass away, but life will not. Flee ye from the dead and slumbering. Cast thine eyes straight forward, look not backwards. Call upon my name and listen. I speaketh from the high places. There go ye and search me out. I am caught up in a promise to make good my word. I shall not linger hence. Fear ye not. I am the Lord thy God. I reigneth forever and ever. Pray and seek my face. Call my name. Yea, I say unto thee, many are they that will hear. Call my name and pray, pray, as you have never prayed before. Bear me witness that I am the Lord thy God. Run swiftly, turn not around. Weep for the dead, mourn for the dying. They are at a great loss. Be careful to give me the glory. I am the Lord thy God. I judge all. I maketh my word to come to pass. My promises are not in vain. I call to thee in the night when all is quiet. Thy soul crieth to me, and I heareth it. Call it in the dead of night, and I heareth it. Call in the dead of night. It wait, it waiteth for the destruction of this world. My friends, last Sunday was the third of May. It was our son's birthday. But on the Hebrew calendar, my friends, the third of May this year was the 14th day of, N- of Nisan, which is the day. I take that back. It's the four- it was the 14th day of Lyra, 
I knew the Lord was prompting me. It was the 14th day of Lyra, which is the day of the celebration of Israel becoming a nation once again after many years of being dormant. My friends, in 1948, Israel once again became a nation, something that has never happened on the face of this planet before or after it. A nation that has fallen has never rose again, my friends. And on this day, Sunday the 3rd of uh, May, the Lord spoke to me, and it was before I looked up this uh, piece that I had shared with you um, concerning Mr. Liel and how he was told by the Lord that Lamentations was coming to America. On Sunday the 3rd of May... 2015, which was the 14th day of Lera in Israel and the celebration of the rebirth of Israel. My friends, the Lord spoke to me, Lamentations chapter 4, 1 through 6. My friends, uh, a moment ago I said that Mr. Uh, Leal is of the mind that you should trade your money into other currencies or gold or silver. I am not. I am of the mind that you Seek the Lord. Put the Lord first, and all other things will fall in place, my friends. He does tell us to use wisdom, but it would not be wisdom in this last hour and in the closing seconds of where we are to put your money in other currencies which are falling by the droves and into gold and silver, which in the seventh chapter and 19th verse of Ezekiel, the Lord says that soon your gold and your silver will not save you. So something is about to happen to gold and silver, my friends, that has never happened in the time that we've been upon this earth. It's always been good as wealth. But the Lord tells us in Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 19, that soon and very soon, it will not save you from the plight that is ordained from God and that is coming upon this earth. And that plight, my friends, would also negate any form of currency that you might change it into because we are headed now, my friends, to the time of the mark of the beast, which is a cashless society, and to pay an allegiance to receive what you have need of to Satan. You must pay your allegiance to Satan to gain what you have need of, my friends. And the reason that would be, my friends, is because those who are ready watching and waiting in the rapture have already gone. And you've been left behind. And once you receive the mark of the beast, my friends, knowing that you should have been ready but were not, the Lord God says you are forever doomed and destined for the lake of fire. Lamentations chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, How has the gold become dim? How is the most fine gold changed? Remember, there's a change coming, my friends. The stones of the sanctuary are poured out in the tops of every street. The precious stones, or the precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as esteemed as an earthen pitcher? The work of the hands of the potter. Even the sea monsters draw out the beast. They give suck to their young ones. And the daughter of my people is become cruel like the ostriches in the wilderness. The tongue of the sucking child cleaveth to the roof of his mouth for thirst. The young child ask bread, and no man breaketh it unto him. 
and to them. They that did feed delicately are desolate in the streets. They that were brought up in scarlet embrace dung hills. Verse 6, for the punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of the sin of Sodom that was overthrown in a moment and no hands stayed upon her. My friends, the Lord God is telling you here that soon and very soon, those who have lived sumptuously and have had no regard for God will soon be in the streets full of dung. And with that said, my friends, when it talks about the fact that the children are starving to death, it means physically and spiritually, because their parents have not been raised to teach them the ways of the Lord. And it says that their that the child's tongue will cleave to the roof of his mouth, my friends, for thirst, for thirst of hearing the word of God, my friends, because and hearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is known as the bread of life. It says the young children ask bread, who is Jesus? And no man breaketh it unto them. My friends can even explain it to them because they themselves do not know. And with that said, my friends, we know that the plight that's coming soon for America and Israel is going to be, and the world at large, my friends. It's just that America and Israel are the cradles of the Old Testament, Israel, and the cradle of the New Testament, America. That's the word of God, my friends. And we have a more severe punishment because the Lord said judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And we serve the same God. My friends, the judgment that is coming is worse that than that which overthrew in a moment Sodom of Sodom and Gomorrah. That almost leaves me speechless and breathless because you go and you read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and fire and brimstone fell and it was destroyed. The only people who were saved out of it were Lot and his two daughters. My friends, with that said, the Lord Jesus Christ does give us hope and that's what he's come to do. In John chapter 14, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, the Lord Jesus reminds us to let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, Jesus said, and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, the great I am, who is Jesus, there ye shall, there ye may be also, Jesus said. And whether I go, Jesus said, you know, and the way you know. Jesus said, you know where I'm going, when he spoke to the disciples when he first said this. And he says, you know the way, or the method. The word way, my friends, means method. You know the method on how to get where I'm going. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way 
am the only method, my friends. Jesus said, I am the truth and the life of which in the prophecy that was given to my mother said, life will never end. And Jesus ends verse 6 in John chapter 14 by saying, no man comes unto the Father but by me. My friends, today is the day of salvation. I've said this so many times before. And before we go to a prayer, I just wanted to read you this real short little thing that's kind of interesting. And it says, welcome to flight 2015. We are prepared to take off. Please make sure your attitude and blessing are secure and locked in an upright position. All self-destruction or self-destructive devices should be turned off at this time. All negativity, hurt, and discouragement should be put away. Should we lose altitude under pressure during the flight, reach up and pull down a prayer. Prayers will automatically be activated by faith. Once your faith is activated, you can assist other passengers. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight. Captain Jesus has cleared us for takeoff. Destination greatness. Please share this with others that may wish to take this flight with us. Soon departing from gate 777. My friends, today is the day of salvation. The Lord wants you to be with him for all eternity. The only people who are going to receive judgment, my friends, are those who did not realize upon the face of this earth that they were spitting in the face of the only one who can bring eternal life and who gives them their every breath while they're here. My friends, and the only reason they don't know that is because they walk in the things of the world. They're steeped in the things of the world. And the things of the world, my friends, belong to Satan. The Lord says that sin is pleasurable for a period of time. But then the judgment comes. My friends, we need to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because everything, all indicators upon planet Earth are pointing to the fact that soon and very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will take those who are ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return and who are walking upright before him in a relationship that has been bound together by love and us asking the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive him. Forgive us of, his, of our sins, my friends. Be ready. And with that said, my friends, let us pray. Because if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord, Master, and Savior, today is your day. But my friends, you must make this choice before you leave this world. Because once you've gone, you're forever sealed in whatever fate you brought upon yourself. You either walked with the Lord Jesus Christ and are ready watching and wait are ready watching and waiting for him or already with him 
or those who have passed on, or you're walking in the world and you will not see him when he returns in the rapture. And by the time he returns in the second coming, your last stop on the, the great white throne judgment day of God will be the lake of fire. With that said, my friends, today is the day of salvation. That's the words of the Lord. That's why I keep repeating it, my friends. He's telling us our time is short. It's running out. So today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, then you need to just, just if you feel the prick in your heart from the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit, and that's the only way you can ask him, my friends. If you don't feel that, then you're walking somewhere else that's outside of the love and uh, realm of God. Because if you're not walking in a place where the Holy Spirit can reach you and reach your heart to say, you know that's you. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Or, my friends, if you're ignoring it, you're putting yourself in the throes of hellfire. Because if you leave this planet without the Lord Jesus Christ, you will forever be doomed to the lake of fire. With that said, my friends, if you have walked with the Lord Jesus Christ but are now backslidden and you want to return to the Lord, stop listening to the devil. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with you being good enough. It has everything with you uh, coming back onto the straight and narrow path which leads to everlasting life. That Jesus said there be few that ever find it. My friends, because people are too busy listening to the voice of Satan instead of the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit calling you to eternal life. With that said, my friends, let us pray. Lord God, today I come before your throne and I ask that for every person that would speak these words out loud to you in their time here today, that you would receive them as I well know that you would and will. Lord Jesus, I know that you came to pay the price for my salvation, and I thank you for that. And Lord Jesus, right now I ask that you would forgive me of my sins as I forgive those who have sinned against me. And Lord God, I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to walk with me, guide me, and lead me into all truth and righteousness. And Lord, Je- and Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you've promised. And I know that right now that I feel the weight of the world lifted off of me and that I am now your child. And with that said, Holy Spirit, help me to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself. And Jesus, thank you for inviting me and for receiving me this day into the eternal family of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. And my friends, with that said, it's a wrap. So thank you once again for tuning in today for Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast here on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Folks, don't forget to visit StreamsAZ.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world and stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert Live landing page at Star Worldwide Networks forward slash Streams in the Desert Live. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. Until we meet again next Wednesday at 3.55 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. 
Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily located on the DoubleWideNetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?